Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, you know, Squirrel, I was really hoping to talk about abduction today. Wonderful. Well, uh, as you know, I'm a big believer in UFOs, and I was recently taken up to, uh, to <laughs> orbit. So uh, alien abduction is uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, but may ah. maybe we want to talk about a different kind of abduction. Yeah, no, no. Actually, what I meant was abductive reasoning. Oh, not, not, uh, right. Not okay, UFOs. Well, that's another important topic. We'll talk about the little <laughs> green men next time. Yes, please. Excellent. All right. So well, um, abduction, abductive reasoning is an idea I just encountered a couple weeks ago. I think you know more about it than I do, Jeffrey. Um, but the idea is that it's neither inductive nor deductive. It's not Sherlock Holmes and it's not scientific method. Uh, is, is that what you wanted to talk about? That's that's the one. That's the one. The, the kind that in, in the Wikipedia page gives you the example of mastermind, though I kind of think that more relevant for people these days is probably plain Wordle. Oh, uh, yeah. That, good one. That, yeah. So my wife is uh, loves Wordle and, you know, is always saying, oh, I got it today in three, for example. That's a good day. Mm -hmm. But that means twice she failed. So twice she came up with a guess and each one almost certainly was better than the previous one. But each, and each one was plausible. She didn't guess that the word was zikolmadakuf. She guessed that it was zebra or, or comb or something, right? So yep. you make a reasonable guess, you inductively, you um, iteratively improve it, but you're neither trying to reason from first principles to determine that answer must be um, zebra, nor are you observing an awful lot of pieces of data and then getting an answer. What you're doing is coming up with a be best inference which you can then refine and improve. And this turns out to have tremendous re re relevance to agile software development. <laughs> well, actually, you know, one thing here I'd say is, because one thing you, you said is like every, that each guess was better than the one before. And actually that's like almost explicitly not true. In her approach, some of the guesses are made simply to gather information. In other words, it's not that the guess is likely, but the, it's a guess that's designed to gather the maximum information. Okay, better in that sense. So better in terms of getting more information that it might be that you try all the vowels within the first two guesses, and therefore you can make your third guess more in more educated way. Precisely. That's right. Because you know, oh, look, there's only one E is the only vowel in my five-letter word. <laughs> but the important abductive characteristic is that the guesses are plausible. The guesses are um, reasonable approximations. And, and that's what the claim, the claim is that humans have this, this uh, capability. And although machines are catching up to us on their inductive ability, that ChatGPT can ingest the entire internet and um, talk to us uh, uh, close to the way a human would, that's inductive behavior that's taking a lot of data and converting it into a conclusion. Abduction says, I'm going to take some, some data and I'm going to convert it into a partial conclusion, which I can then iterate on. And that's what we do in Agile Software Development. That's what I was most excited about. Exactly. And actually, it's, it's that point that I wanted to uh, was for me, it's most interesting, because I think the, the reason the value of this podcast, I hope for people is to put a label on something that you may have done, but not had a word for, which is to proceed by the sort of guess, knowing that you are dealing with uncertainty. And I wanted to contrast that with the, the fallacy that people make, uh, which is uh, affirming the consequent, which is, uh, which is to say they come up with an explanation and they therefore assume that, would it, that the, uh, it's correct because it's consistent. And so the example on Wikipedia again is, um, well, if the lamp were broken, then the room would be dark. And then saying, well, the room is dark, so the lamp must be broken. 
Now that's not true because there's other possibilities for why the room might be dark. You know, like the 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 switch is off, or there's no lamp in the room. For or example, I'm wearing a blindfold. Yeah, exactly. Many possible explanations. So, and and the, what often happens, I see, and what common mistake is that people will um, come up with one explanation, and then because it could be correct, then they stop. In fact, that's laid out. It's so common. It's laid out in the book, Thinking Fast and Slow, where they describe it with an acronym, uh, uh, Wasatil. What you see is all there is which is describing this process that our, our fast brain is working not by what's correct, but by what's coherent with the data you have. And as soon as you have a coherent explanation, you stop. And that leads to the fallacy that uh, I hear about so often from my clients is often where they start with me uh, when they start getting coaching. And they say, I'm just so frustrated. And they're frustrated on one side or the other. Either my engineers commit to a date and then they don't get anything done by then or my marketing team or anybody else. Or they're the recipients and they say, I'm uh, trying to deliver, uh, explain what things go wrong, but everyone says, well, it has to be done on this date. And <laughs> both of those folks are applying deductive reasoning um, and they're uh, affirming the consequent. We've made a plan. The plan was based on reasonable assumptions and, and beliefs, and therefore we should be able to achieve the plan. Nothing could be further from the truth. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's the unfortunate reality that agile development keeps trying to help people understand. True agile development is focused on, and um, unfortunately, the fallacy is so attractive that many of my clients pay me a lot of money to um, uh, disabuse them of it. Right, and I and I think it's. I mean, we, we've talked about this in a different form in the past when we've talked about the need for coherence busting. I, I think it's been so long; it's worth describing what it is we mean by coherence busting. Absolutely. Do you want to do it, or should I? Uh, why don't you? Okay, I will. So uh, uh, it was an idea that you came up with, if I remember right, because you used to do it with your kids. And then uh, <laughs> I gave it the name coherence busting. So uh, what you do when you coherence bust is you notice yourself affirming the consequent. You notice yourself applying deductive reasoning where it doesn't apply or where you think it might not. And the strongest signal of that is your confidence. When you think it's really right, that's exactly when you need coherence busting, because it's when you, you need it busted. Busting is a, <laughs> uh, a, a term of art there. And uh, so you might believe that um, the engineers are too lazy to um, finish their code on time, and none of them are, are working at the pace that they should, and we should um, uh, push them more. That would be a very coherent belief. It, it has a lot of... Um, uh, um, consequences which you can observe and you can say this matches the data that I'm observing. Uh, I've come to this conclusion by watching things happen. I can see the steps that I followed to get here and so it looks right. Which is why you need to do something else. So in coherence busting you come up with as many different explanations as you can. They should be inconsistent and uh, so that they can't all be true and um, at least one of them should be ridiculous uh, in a humorous way, because when you're um, thinking about it humorously, when your humor centers in your brain are operating, you're um, uh, more open to learning. You can actually check that neurologically. So uh, I might say in that case where I thought the engineers were lazy, I might come up with uh, several different explanations. One is that um, the engineers don't have the right skills. And so they're, they're trying, but they're not succeeding. Another is that the engineers are secret being, secretly being paid by a competitor. So they're uh, intentionally sandbagging the effort and they're, they're trying to go more slowly. And a third is that um, aliens, the ones who were abducting me, you know, the people I talked about at the beginning, <laughs> aliens have uh, beamed um, messages into their brains, uh, scrambling them and causing them to be bad at their jobs. Now, you <laughs> laughed at that one and that's very good. 
because it's extremely unlikely to be correct, and actually all three are unlikely to be correct, but they can't all be true, right? They are inconsistent. <laughs> They're inconsistent with the original conclusion, and that means that if you hold all of them in your head at once and they all match the data, then you know and, and your brain is more ready for in, uh, inquiry, being curious. And you can then, with a spirit of inquiry and openness to learning, go into the situation and say, well, how could I eliminate aliens? That's pretty easy. How could I eliminate <laughs> bribery from a competitor? Not too hard. Uh, missing skills. Well, I'd have to ask a lot of questions. That would be good. And maybe I'll discover it's neither skills nor aliens nor uh, laziness, but it's some other thing. And that's what you want. You want to discover that unexpected result, which you're going to get to by abductive reasoning rather than deductive. Yeah, and, and an example that came to mind when you were describing that, that, that fit this was um, talking to some people where they were worried about a particular engineer who they were saying that they felt that, you know maybe wasn't very good, wasn't performing well because they weren't checking a lot of code and they weren't getting much done. But uh, um, now that was one possible reason. Maybe this person wasn't very good or maybe they were checked out. That's something I've often heard people described. But when we uh, got into the actual what was happening is actually the person was one of the most senior people on the team and spending a lot of the time helping everyone else. So all these other people who were making great progress was because this person was coming around and unblocking them and they would go from one to the next across about a dozen people. <laughs> so they'd make essentially make a cycle spending five or 10 minutes with people helping them get on their way. And that's how his day went. So the whole team was making progress because of this individual. And the, the people at a distance who weren't aware of that felt like, oh, this person seems kind of checked out, like they're not really getting much done. Very, very far from the truth. <laughs> and, and had you gone in with the assumption that this person was checked out, you'd be asking them lots of questions about their commitment and their interest. And yes. you might not ever discover that actually the person was giving lots of help to others and very valuable to them. So yes. With a coherence busting um, pre um, uh, preparatory step, you get yourself ready to think. Well, you know, I better talk to more people than just this person. Uh, this just the one who who appears to be slacking, and that gives you the opportunity to learn more. So that's the abductive approach. Which, so far as I know, we haven't managed to program ChatGPT to do. Uh, so uh, it's a place where I think our jobs are safe. <laughs> and I think that'll give something people uh, certainly a place to use this. I'm hoping people will use the idea of abductive reasoning uh, in their workplaces uh, uh, to, you know, question the certainty of, of what of what plans they have in place or what prior slots they have. But even more, I know everyone will get to use it now because chat GPT is something everyone's talking about. And you can sort of wisely, you know, sit back and say, ah, oh, yes, but you know, how is it on abductive reasoning? <laughs> and, and then and, uh, smile while people talk about aliens. Don't, don't worry, I don't actually believe in aliens, but um, <laughs> it's more fun to start that way. Good stuff. Well, if listeners are wondering how they can uh, abduct themselves and abduct their friends uh, with abductive reasoning, or uh, if you're thinking, gosh, I don't know how to apply this, or I think it wouldn't work for me, or uh, anything else like that, uh, if you have questions and thoughts and arguments, uh, we love to hear from you. So the way to do that is, as always, to go to agileconversations.com. And there you can find lots of information about Jeffrey and me, the book we wrote, Agile Conversations, uh, um, free videos, free material, uh, workshops. Um, I'm giving a keynote in Poland. Jeffrey does dojos every month. There's all kinds of stuff there. And it's all free. Uh, the other way, of course, to keep in touch is to show up again next week when we'll have another episode of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Kwon. Cool.